0: After a year and a half ET is coming back to the stage and will be hosting the 120 conference right here in the ATL live September 25th and 26th because I everything. This year has left us drained from experiencing loss to having to live in uncertainty about finances and health to experiencing extreme burnout and being overwhelmed in our careers. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Find a way to finish. Find a way to find some more strength to keep going. Find a way. But whatever you do, don't quit. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Remember, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. It's time to go all in and reach new levels of success. Eric Thomas and the 120 Conference is a exactly what you need to get that breakthrough and come out on top come see et like you've never seen him before right here in the atl live september 25th and 26th it's time to rebuild it's time to rise and recover come see eric thomas like you've never seen him before get your tickets now at 120 series.com was popping
1: was popping was popping welcome nikki and moose i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose
2: what up y'all
1: and we are on episode 46
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i almost
1: forgot i almost forgot uh we got a lot to talk about today as always y'all need to help me say something different but we're talking about influence we're talking about the formula of social media we're talking about uh negotiations that's going to be a serious talk i feel it already And we're going to talk about taking a back seat. Boos. how are we feeling about Mm. this?
2: Yeah, this one is a, I I think we might have to call this one the social media formula because it is very personal brand heavy. And for those of you who have been rocking with the podcast, I think you're going to really enjoy this one because it does have a breakdown feel to it. So yeah, I'm excited.
1: Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is it is the review of the week. <laughs> And this one says always great advice and content i hate when i miss the lives on ig we go on youtube but maybe you meant that i'm cool with that uh but i love being able to catch the podcast and applying everything given content revolutionaries thank you
3: hmm.
2: content revolutionaries that's pretty good content revolutionaries i've never heard of that before it's cool it's a cool term
1: listen May have to take it. Um, So shout out to you and shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. Uh, That's very, very important to us and we love it. And we're on the charts because of you guys. So please, 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 please leave a review. Side note, uh shout out to all our new viewers, our new listeners. Shout out to our day ones. As well as everybody who is part of the All Access Squad, which is only on Apple Podcasts. Go check that out. But Moose, how are we feeling?
2: Man, feeling good. Feeling good. It's um, It's been a, a really exciting week. Um, I'm finding that balance, I think, through this time of the summer, which is interesting because August is usually a month that most people pull back. So I'm finding some good balance, and uh, it's been really good. It's been really, really good.
1: How do people pull back on August? I've never never
2: well, heard of that. Yeah, typically t- yeah, typically in, in the business world, August is like that real last opportunity to kind of catch your break and kind of reset before picking back up when school starts. Mm. Typically, typically, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, See? it's interesting. I mm-hmm. learn something new every day, just every day. I thought that was December. I thought everybody lays back in December. So is well, it two days?
2: It's it's not really December. I think that December is it's a it's a it's a one off scenario. It's a, that yeah because that <laughs> caught me by surprise. That was like where we at? we <laughs> we supposed to be pushing. What's up? That, uh, yeah, that's it, interesting. I think that's a one off scenario
1: for people who are lost. There are certain companies not many maybe one percent of the companies that like take off in december so if that is you um companies entrepreneurs all that great stuff so to you because i i do believe in rest during the holidays if you have the means to because if you can make a whole guap of money in the beginning and can take off for thanksgiving uh, Christmas, New Year's, King's Day, Easter. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, big facts. No, shout out to you. But typically, it, that, that's like a big rush. Um, and then people start slowing down a little bit again in January-ish. Mm. Um, but again, I think every business or every industry is going to change. But at least for myself, um, balance has been good. How are you feeling? We um, update us on the new uh, salad a salad addiction, it seemed like you got some stuff <laughs> happening in there. We talked about that a little bit. So,
1: uh, for those who don't
2: know, um,
1: Nikki's chubby this year. Mm. And I, I'm going to give air <laughs> dessert, horn.
2: Dessert season. Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> um, we we talked about how in Mexico I gained seven pounds, uh, one for each day. And then, you know, just it didn't stop from there. And then... Uh, Costa Rica happened. So my whole year has been a cheat meal. So uh, yesterday, uh, depending when you hear this, uh, August 13, uh I did a little juice cleanse with a salad at the end. Uh, still day two of it. And I had a grain bowl. Uh, shout out to Salad Works because... I'll I'll plug it in because I think I'm now highly addicted to you guys. So uh, trying to be okay <laughs> by one twenty. I will say that. Trying to be okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Not, not about a month and a half.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. Six weeks is good. It's a good, good little spot. Yeah.
1: Right. And mm-hmm. then um I'm going back to Mexico. So I know for sure I'll be good for Mexico. Mm.
2: Oh, what's that in October? Yeah, nice, nice. I'll That's definitely be
1: good for October. So, um, listeners and viewers, uh, you have all permission to check up on me, being like, "Joe, how's your
2: challenge? How's that weight? How's that?
1: Right? What we, what we doing? <laughs> right?
2: Right? Just, how's that weight?
1: Yeah, just just make sure. No, well, don't ask the weight. You can't ask a female. Okay,
2: okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I, I thought you was down for that tough accountability. No, no, like, hey, no, no, no. Because I'm not putting out
1: my way. What are you talking about? Okay, okay, I'm not okay. doing fair, that. Fair, I've, fair, I've fair. said right, enough right. as far as that. I keep increasing, but I <laughs> okay,
2: gotcha, okay, gotcha. Got so the most you'll let out is the seven by seven, but not not anything. Okay, yeah, fair, yeah, fair, fair, yeah, fair. yeah. Gotcha.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> cool, oh I
3: got my you.
1: goodness. Anyways, uh, males, please, please do. Never, no matter what kind of female it is, never ask about their weight. Maybe their age, if they feel like it, but don't do that either. But definitely not the weight. I'm just saying, because if somebody comes into my DMs, yo, how's that weight? Yo, who are you? Imagine. Like, (laughs) how's yours, Uh, Chubby? What are you talking about?
2: Oh, man. I'm
1: not, I'm not it. I'm not. (laughs) I will find something wrong. If anybody, please, fair warning, please do not ask me that I will find something wrong with you. And I'll be like,
2: well, how's yours?
1: Like, how's the big head you have? Like, what are you talking Mm,
2: about? Dang. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the one.
1: I'm not the one. But
2: welcome to episode 46, (laughs) everyone. Here we go. It's going to be a good ride. (laughs) Don't uh, ask Nikki about her weight. Now you know what's up, and um, just encourage her to uh, keep going to what is it? Salad. Salad works.
1: You never been to salad, salad
2: works? works. I have not. I've never even heard of them. It's
1: like Subway for salads.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: It has everything. What Brandon, is it I the don't one that we have out here? But
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, everything. we have we have one out here, but I forget I forget the name of it. I forget oh. the name of it.
1: Well, I'm gonna find it when I go over there. Because I already told mommy, listen, this is why my trip is going to be short, because I do not trust neither one of us. <laughs> okay? Neither one of us as far as these meals.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just leave a place for like, leave a place for like at least one bagel or something. No. One. No. No. Oh, we can't even announce the special announcement yeah because okay okay all right let me stop let me stop i'm ready for episode 46 all right yeah I'm i'm ready all
1: right so let's talk about this so complex did a report which was really dope right about they surveyed gen z people and they said yo who do you do we view as the most influential person in youth culture and why? And based off their uh, survey, it was Travis Scott. So let me give you the order real quick: Little Nas X three percent, ASAP Rocky three percent, Drake Drake three percent, wow. right? Which hmm. really confused me, but this is Gen Z, right? Jaden Smith. 7%. Uh, Greta Thunberg, which I never heard before, and I'm going to research yeah, yeah. after this podcast. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 7%. Kim Kardashian, 8%. Mm. Kanye, 15%. LeBron James, 15%. And Travis Scott, 20%. Mm. So, the cool thing about this report, because... I don't want people to be like, Nikki, y'all, y'all did a whole, you know, episode on Travis. Like, what are you talking about? We're not going to go over. We're not. Trust me. But I was very curious about how did they they measure this? Like, what gave them these percentages? And they went over, and this is where I find everybody should write this down. Take a screenshot if you're watching this on YouTube. Like this is literally what people feel that will make you influential. So, association and collaborations, quality squ- skills. I can't even talk today. Squills. What is squills? I don't. I don't get it. Anyways, um, multi-dimensional. Di-
2: oh, uh, yep. Uh-oh. Say, say
1: that. Say that word for me
2: multi-dimensionality
1: yep that one okay giving back authenticity and consistent output okay that right there if you can have all of these in one people will find you influential now you could probably have one or the other and you have a bit of influence but to truly have impact I believe in culture based off complex. Not based off like real life or anything, but based off complex of their survey, these are the skills and the things that you need to pretty much say, yo, you're an influencer and you have a good grasp on culture. So Moose, I don't know if you wanted to say anything about this because I thought this was fire. I was like This is dope. I, I'm gonna apply this. Yeah for every brand we work with i'm gonna be like yeah yeah okay uh who have you collaborated with uh what records have you broke what accolades do you have you know where what are the different activity act i really can't talk today this is crazy
2: you warming up you're warming up yeah, yeah i
1: know um what activities are you in in the in the culture like the different areas right Are you giving back to your community? Like, are you really engaging with the people or is your social media just there? Right. And how often do you put stuff out like that right there?
2: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a a whole blueprint right here. I mean, you talk about six six simple areas that you can follow, Mm -hmm. but you can start doing right now or start building up in. Uh, depending on what, regardless of what level you're in. So I love that. I mean, of course, I'm still a little bit surprised about just the percentage of influence or how it was calculated based on, you know, those people there. Yeah, But that'll be a whole different conversation. But I love this right here. Super simple. Again, I think for anyone building a brand, whether you're pushing a product a service or even yourself online, this is a great thing to just follow because simple process, right? That you can kind of level up in each category. Um, quick question for you, though. I'm curious, would mm. you attack all of these at once or would you take these and kind of like season by season look to like, yo, this is going to be my, you know, associations and collab season or nah, this, that's maybe, a season. maybe there's no. Yeah, that's a, a seasonal season thing. situation. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like you want gotcha. to put like all thoughts into it, all power, mm. all relationships with it. I don't think you could do all of them at once. I think that's weird.
2: That's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. no, I'm with that. I'm with that for sure.
1: But y'all like I said, y'all write this down. Y'all take this screenshot. Cause this this is fire. But on to the next, right? Ah, uh, I, I was torn about mm. this. I was really torn about going over this because of the person, right? However. I am big on, regardless of what people say, and since facts are not out there, I have to go based off your talent. You are an entertainer. So, what I'm talking about is Tory Lanez reportedly sells one million copies of a dollar NFT album in 57 seconds. Mm. according to the source which came from his instagram right he did a whole video about it um but what people if what people don't know is he put out an album i believe august 10th on nft only right non-fungible tokens we've gone over it multiple times for my new listeners it's like digital ownership okay So in Tori's situation, he has his album. He gave it up as an NFT, meaning those people who bought, those million people who bought it have now ownership, and no one else has that besides those millions of people, which still sounds like a lot, but it's not with billions of people in the world, right? So he sold it for a dollar, but... Other people could resell it for so much more because once it's gone, it's gone. He's not going to reproduce this NFT. So I found this really, really amazing because he sold it for a dollar. And if I remember how this all works, he probably is going to get a percentage off the resale. So not only did he make a mill. In 57 seconds, he is now going to continuously make money after repurchasing, well, reselling, not repurchasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reselling and resells over here and there. People are going to want it. He made a lot Mm. of noise into it. So I thought that was amazing. And the way NFTs are going lately is pretty dope. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. looked at the whole crypto punk situation, Mm -hmm. but they're selling for millions just for a weird avatar of like a monkey or something.
2: Insane. Yeah. It's a, it's a very intelligent move, honestly. I mean, if you think about it, uh, this rollout, one of my favorite parts, and I actually watched the video. I think that you're referring to on his Instagram Mm -hmm. um, where he was saying that there's great opportunity for the people who purchased it to also make money off of the resale, yep, right, because if it's a you know he sold for a dollar, let's say they at minimum are going to resale for ten, then the, he's giving people an opportunity to make money back, so I kind of thought that was cool, like you know you're in you're giving it's like economic opportunity for your fan base, and it's like okay, I've never really seen artists do that, so I think that's pretty unique in a sense, of course. Outside of the fact that you put your entire album on that platform in an up and coming technology that you never know where it's going, you know, where it can go. Obviously, it's had a great track record since it's come out or at least gained popularity over the last six months or so. But I think this is really just a key lesson for us, you know, in this entrepreneurship space. Like, yo, when things like this are coming out, don't be afraid to try new things. Like we've been talking about innovation and technology and things of that nature a little bit more just because the marketplace has really shifted since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, for me, I just think it's really cool that, you know, an artist who's already uh, very popularly known doesn't necessarily need to do something like that, but it shows that that's how you stay, you know, ahead of trends. So my man put that out there. I think I'll be excited to see what happens or what's the value of some of these albums, you know, six months, a year from now, maybe even five years from now, uh, with with just being an early adapter on that platform.
1: Yeah. And what I've realized with the NFT situation is that it's more towards community than anything, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we've covered it before. Floyd actually came out with another NFT, right? And what I've noticed about the difference is that it's different characters of him, right? So, oh, for those who are paying attention to the NFT world, if this is over your head, just listen real quick, right? So, with the crypto punks, and you may have seen some monkeys out here, you may have seen just different color backgrounds, the Gary V, V friends these are all different characters and each character is worth a certain amount of money. So it brings a sense of status when you have these particular characters because no one else has that character besides you, right? And Mm -hmm. maybe a few others. So what creators are doing, whether you're a personal brand, whether you're an artist, whatever it is, right? They're creating different characters for people to say yo i have this one in purple i have this one with the hat i have this one and it can unlock different uh access or different content and things like that um but it's really for like how we look at cars like how we look at luxury cars like not everybody that's a two or two what a one like that's that's limited And so that's what they're trying to do to bring extra value to it. And I'm like, because we've discussed it and I've, I've always said I was going to drop one for E, but now I'm like, yo, how do we make different characters? Do we make the flight assessment, Mm. right? The characters on those come to life as far as, you know, the pilot flight attendant grounds, crew air traffic control, right. And have people get into those. So, the NFT world is pretty dope. If you haven't really looked into it, um, I suggest you do because this isn't going anywhere. And if you could think of this from a five-year standpoint, not just a one-off thing, but a five-year standpoint. Yeah, I think I think you'd be good. I think you'd be good. Yeah. I'm just, just, saying, just saying. But let's get into the clips. The clips. Uh, Moose found this really dope uh clip about contracts which uh we may have to censor me um about and i'm interested to see what Moose is going to say about this but we got a really dope eyl shout out to eyl clip with uh ryan leslie talking about negotiations
3: one of the most uncomfortable conversations to have and unless you have an advocate or you have the wherewithal to have that conversation right there in the session that uncomfortable conversation is hey what part of this record do i own when do we get paid how is it all going to be broken down and where's the paperwork for it it almost seems that antithetical to to the creative process, right? Because the creative process, you want to be open, you want to be open to ideas, people want to be sharing back and forth, and the last element of uh, of that process is to be sitting back and saying, okay, what percentage of the song is this line? It's like, it's like a prenup. <laughs> like yeah. Messes up the line. Yeah. It's, it's But it's a... I, I just believe you, you get what you negotiate, uh, and you may not even get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's
2: um, yeah, that's interesting, man. I've actually listened to that interview at least twice, um, at least twice. Uh, I've I was actually a big Ryan Leslie fan, um, back like I don't know 2011. And if you watch like just the trajectory of his brand, some fun facts about my man: he's a Harvard grad, he can produce, he writes his own music, he obviously sings and raps, So he's like very, very, very talented. And then option to walk away from the music game for the most part, like he's still obviously involved in music, but not like heavily involved in music uh to to go into entrepreneurship. He's really in the tech world now, so like as you learn about his moves, I was really just fascinated by what he did, right? He was one of the first people to say, "Yo, social media is cool, but I want to have direct access to my fan base. So he was the very first person, I think in two thousand and thirteen to go direct to consumer with giving out his phone number. Mm -hmm. So we've seen that trend really kind of popularize over the last, whatever, 18, 24 months or so. So again, big fan of his music, didn't know a lot of these lessons about him or just some of the moves that he made until I don't know how I stumbled across uh, this interview uh, and then kind of just watched it and started getting into it. So I'm listening to the interview and right before he goes into this part, and then, man, for those who are like, you should go check out that interview after you know you listen to this episode too. Like just a lot of a great game in there. But he's setting up the conversation and he's just like, yo, information is readily available today. You just gotta know what to search for. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was the first piece he said. He said, you gotta know what to search for. So then he goes on to this negotiation piece. And in my mind, I'm literally like, I'm literally brought up on this idea of, yo, you get what you work for. So then he takes it in the concept of you don't just get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. I, I have never thought of it that way because in my mind, I'm always thinking, yo, if you work hard, you're always going to get done right by, which is not necessarily true. And the main thing behind it, Nick, I just think back of like how uncomfortable those conversations are mm-hmm. when you start talking money. How much am I getting paid? What's the split on these contracts? Uh, When does this expire? How can we renegotiate the terms? Those are very uncomfortable conversations, especially if the partnership was brought about off of some form of mutual connection, right? Because at some point, when you start to go into business with somebody, even if you guys met as business people, you still want to have some common interest, right? Some common ground. So it does feel uncomfortable, But I just really appreciate how he laid it out there like, yo, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So it shows you how much effort needs to go on a front end of a project. It's not just, yo, I can't believe so-and-so wants me to collaborate. This is a great opportunity for me. Or I can't believe this is the thing that's in front of us. We can make a ton of money together. Mm -hmm. No, there's a lot more that needs to go into that dialogue. And, and not to be shady or foul or let me get the upper hand on you, but let's do what's fair. Let's do what's right. And again, the lesson I think for, you know, for us and for all the listeners is like, yo, a lot of these conversations need to happen up front. Because, you know, I always say you cannot hold someone accountable to something you've never communicated. So, yeah, I just really love that ball. Right. That was um, that was awesome.
1: So I'm uh, going to going to try to be good with this. I'm going to try. Um, talking money and contracts is not my favorite thing. Right? Yeah. Making money is one of my favorite things.
2: Hey.
1: Talking about it and, like, what is... Because I go based off, you know, you should work with people that understand your worth, right? Mm. I I feel that way. I understand kind of like the groundwork of, you know, you gotta do certain things to prove and, you know, and and we'll get into that proof of concept and, you know, you see what I can do. And we've experienced, uh, you know, situations where it's not that all the way fair and mm-hmm. i'm more like i don't want to negotiate i want you yeah. to understand what's the deal like you you can't you can't tell me you saw this and you thought this was cool right mm. even for those who draft up these different contracts and and the uh, agreements like there should be a sense of like it. I get it. It's, it's really about what's the best interest for yourself and for the company. I fully get it. But God, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So I'm already fully aware that I'm not the one to go into negotiations. I probably have to get somebody mm. to talk about it because I already am aware of if I have a relationship with you oh this is what we're gonna do I, 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 and I'm like bet this bet. is great
2: it's <laughs> fine right? right
1: and uh, 9 out of 10 times I know it's not right mm-hmm. my way of combating that is making a situation that I know is right and so for the few, I'm not going to say for every, because then it'll sound like I'm in mad, bad contracts. That's not the situation. Right. right. But for every, not in the best interest situation that I'm in, right, I have something in place that makes it fair. And that maybe mm. uh, the other people that are in similar situations or couldn't be put in those situations can come to death row and and feel
3: <laughs> treated fair.
1: Right. And right. I, I'm, I'm fully in that whole, not in the negative violence way that death row does, but the fact that there's different options for you to see, Hey, this is one side, right? And if you're smart, you know how to use that side, but then here's a different side that you can see that there's somewhat of fairness. Now, here's a really big grown conversation in the beginning stages. That's all good. And that's the, the, the point of things. But then when you get real deep and big money status, it's like, will I become one of that? Mm. Like realistically, like, I don't think people are like reading all these different contracts and like okay i deliberately want to give not everybody okay some are just like formality this is what we give everybody in protection of the company blah 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 will will we be one of those as well when it comes to maybe smaller projects and things like that like i'm i'm now like
2: hmm yeah nah nah (laughs) nah there's yo there there nah you know why there's just too many competitive opportunities in the marketplace or in today's economy. Mm-hmm. Taking advantage of other people isn't one of them.
3: Okay. Like
2: it, it just it doesn't have to be that way. Because at least the way I'm seeing it now, yo, business is truly abundant. Mm-hmm. Like there is so much opportunity out there. It's right. If you could just if you could just sit still for a moment, think, and stop being so desperate. You, you would unlock a ridiculous amount. And I'm not saying you as in Unix, right, right, right. I'm just talking to the, ge- to the general concept. There are so many opportunities that, out there that it could be unlocked. At some point, I think we as a society need to get away from selling, need to stop being so salesy. Like, I think the consumer base, just the overall consumer market, has gotten so much wiser about mm-hmm. the tactics that are used against them to spend their money. Mm-hmm. That selling, I think, is at some point it's going to be outdated. Like you can, you can. I think sales, yeah, that concept of like hard salesmanship at some point it's going to it's going to run out of business. But educating the consumer, working together on something, doing reasonable things mm-hmm. like the fair way, working off of an equitable value, like value system. That's what I think is going to be the long term play. But right now, stuff like that, I just don't see it clicking. And then how? Do, and, and also, if you're thinking under your feet, like mm-hmm. if you're thinking about this deal, yeah. then sure, yeah, you're going to want to get the leg up. But if you start looking at some of these relationships really as a long-term opportunity, and it's like, okay, maybe Nikki got the best from me on this deal, but on the next one, we can create more of that win-win.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. But, like,
2: if if you think about it that way, I I, I don't know. Me personally, I just can't see taking advantage of people as a competitive opportunity or a competitive advantage. I'm just like, yo, it don't make sense. Don't make sense.
1: Okay. So, here's my devil's advocate, even though I don't want to do it random, right? When we get to those situations where we would have to give out the agreements and contracts. How will we know a person's worth unless they do negotiate?
2: Uh, are you saying like we're giving out a contract to somebody? Yep. How do we know their worth unless they negotiate to us?
1: So how do we know that what we're doing is fair to them? Because. Maybe the people who are giving out these contracts based off what they've built and what they've done feel as if, yo, what I'm giving you is fair based off who you are. And I'm not giving this opportunity to everybody. Right. And but the other person on the other side is like, uh, what are you talking about? This ain't real. And unless you are that type that speaks up or has proper uh you know that proper person there right because i couldn't say the big word that i wanted to for some reason so i wasn't (laughs) even gonna bother right but then you almost are like okay i'm gonna take it right and then feel a certain kind of way because you didn't negotiate right so for you who will be giving those things out how do you know a person's value Unless they do negotiate.
2: Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I, I think for me, the way I would measure value is I'm looking at a lot of the intangibles, mm-hmm. right? There, there are certain things like characteristics and traits that I think you can't put a price tag on. Right. You can't put a price tag on someone's dedication to the partnership or to the business that you're, that you're working on. You mm-hmm. can't put a partner, uh, put a price tag on someone's loyalty right like someone someone being trustworthy and honest they're not stealing from you they're not you know doing things that are misleading so i look at some of those just like common character principles and i'm like if someone has those mm-hmm. i'm going to do right by them because it's more important to number 1 have them continue walk the world with those types of principles right like i wouldn't want to do bad to somebody and then like you know like i, I always laugh at, at this concept, because I think at some point I kind of started thinking this way, like, yo, if good guys finish last, then I'm not going to be a good guy anymore. And it's like, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. Don't don't <laughs> don't go down that path. We right. still need you as a good guy in this world, right? right? So, I, I, I mean, but, but no, I'm just being silly. But really, it's like, yo, there are some intangibles. When you think about if you're giving out a contract, how do you know you're being fair? All I got to say is, Measure the intangibles. There mm-hmm. are some things you can't put a price tag on. And if you take those things into consideration, you'll realize, yo, okay, they don't have to negotiate. I should probably be able to do a little bit better on my side. And again, different people are gonna disagree with this because I know that there are some people who are some like serious shark tank kind of, you know, swag with the way they negotiate contracts. That's your that's your game, do your thing. But again, I think for the way the world is moving, if you're gonna be successful again a decade from now. You got to change the way you do business, and taking advantage of people is definitely not it.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I do agree on that. I'm just, you know, try and play both ends, right? No, so, I'm with you. So, for the person who is getting into this uh, business world without the true vibes of negotiation or person that represents you on that, uh, be careful. Okay, please be careful. Yeah. And for those who are giving out these agreements and contracts, hopefully um, you can be fair. You can be yeah, fair. Yeah, measure
2: the intangibles. Measure the intangibles if you're giving out contracts. I'm
1: just. It's just one of those things. But um, to this next clip, I I found. First off, I'm a big big pun fan. All right, uh, huge big fun pun fun i said fun great big pun fan. today is not my day i think it's because of juices so um <laughs> i found a clip um of fat joe speaking about pun but taking a back seat and i wanted to have the conversation of when do you do that if you do
3: one of the most uncomfortable Oops. conversations
1: that Stop. wasn't it my whole career
0: <laughs> to put the energy behind Punt, and use every relationship I ever made in the music business to make sure that Punt blew up, because I knew the world needed to hear Punt. And so, you know, we got like Wyclef Jean had just sold 30 million records. I pulled that favor from Joe the Singer, just went number one Drake numbers at the time. Mm -hmm. Like he just did 500,000 albums, you know, every favor I could pull, I pulled it for for Punt.
1: So, here's my thing, like, Joe had two albums already out, and he was introduced to Big Pun, I think when he was like 19, right, when Pun was 19, I think Fat Joe was like around 21, right, and Joe was already somewhat of a success, and he stopped everything to give to Big Pun because he felt like he was the one we've heard this story before with uh CJ and ET right where C was already talking and he took a back seat so i want to have the dialogue of what what would make you want to take a back seat if you've already have a proven track record like what what would be that thing? Like, clearly, Joe saw, like, something way bigger uh, than him, right? And he even said it later on, like, yo, he, he's the one to op- that opened the doors for us, right? Uh, Big Pun was, like, was the biggest Latin artist at that time, right? Rap Latin artist. Um, and so... I'm like yo you that could have went really bad and I remember the the times where when Pun died people questioned is he going to stay relevant right you're nothing without Pun like what what are you doing right and till this day we're still talking about Fat Joe Fat Joe is still very relevant in the culture um still coming out with random hits that I still don't understand about, but they're great, right? Um, he made his his uh, dent in social media with his IG lives, his right? Lives, yeah. It even got a deal, right? So I'm just like, yo, that's a lot to to give up and just stop your whole career and leave it to, you know, he, he said, he was like, yo, I want to be the Puff Daddy to pun. Right? Mm. Now Puff was too big, I want to be Puff uh, to pun. And he actually emulated a lot of, like, what his crew did and how he acted based off Bad Boy. Right? Interesting. Um, which I have another point to bring up, like, is that why when you emulate somebody, is that also why maybe you're not Past them, but that's another that's another situation. But I wanted your take on, how, huh? Like, hmm. what would make you want to do that?
2: Yeah, so that's a that's a very interesting concept. Like, I could understand people who are serving others because you look up to them, mm-hmm. right? To be past them and to go back, that. That is different, right? Like that, you got to give a lot of respect to him for doing that. Now, the only way I can make sense of it in my mind as to like, when is the right time to do something like that? Or when I personally do something like that, it's when it's a part of your values to duplicate or push ahead certain people of your community, your culture, like it has to be something deep in the core that would make you put your own career on hold to go back and bring somebody else forward. Mm -hmm. Because I've jokingly, but pretty seriously probably made a comment a lot saying that I know by nature humans are selfish, Mm -hmm. meaning that they are quick to think of themselves first, right? And protect their own personal interest before lending a handout to somebody else. So in this case that fat Joe would put his own career on hold to go back and help out punt, that only the only way I can make sense of it is he's really someone who's big or has a core value on. Yo, let me make sure that I'm bringing people of the community back to the front. Yeah, You know, and it, that's got to be such a big value of yours, like so much so that you're willing to put yourself on hold to make that, you know, still happen. So other than that, though, Nix, I can't I can't logically think of something to say, Yo, this would make me do that. I mean, because like. I can, again, I'm not, I'm not saying don't help nobody. By mm-hmm. all means, of course, we're saying help people. Like mm-hmm. we see people. I always uh, I think of Kevin Hart, who you know, again, he's kind of taking a lot good care of the people in his team, although yep. they're still working together. That's a good sign. But to put here, like Kevin Hart didn't put his career on hold for that. Right. Obviously, he kept building and helped them establish. So yeah, that's that's what that's 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 unique. I don't know. But, what's, your, what's your take on that? That's interesting.
1: But if we think about Kevin Hart, all his friends told jokes. And I think they may have taken the back backseat a little bit. They had to. Yeah, for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm saying, imagine, imagine the story was the other way around. Yo, Kevin Hart puts his career on hold to make his friends blow up.
1: But Psst. I honestly think that Fat Joe saw that he was... Way better than that. like pun was better than Fat Joe.
2: Easy. Uh you see, like he's he he felt he was better than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, but again, I that only makes me give want to give Fat Joe even more props. Mm-hmm. Like for you to have that much humility, uh that much just awareness to be like, yo, all right, you know what? Respectfully, I really see this person as being better than me. Yep. I'm, Cause like the male ego is on some like oh you think you're better than me I'm gonna compete like that's that's the natural wiring of a man yeah so and anyone I'm not just gonna make it just specific to men I think it's a natural thing it's like yo if if that's the next person up I already got two albums he got none. I'm gonna compete. So I think that just me that makes me want to give him even more maturity. Right. But I still can't think of something that would make me do the same. That's a very interesting question. I don't know, I don't know if, if you have got anything, but man, that's that's dope. That's my my respect to him for that.
1: So I think for for me, first off, it would have to be something that is so unique that it's it's undeniable that this will go far, period, right? And if I already have some of the footwork done, and I know with my leverage, my relationships, and toolage, and everything like that, that you could probably go way further, which will still bring money back in. Like, he, he, Fat Joe is big on, like, everybody eats, Right? Like he was very big in that particular um that particular interview and I, I hope you guys go go watch that. which is the all oh Up in Smoke one? What's, the,
2: what's that one? And I forget. I know they're on Showtime, but it's the Matt Barnes yep. and uh Steven Jackson podcast. Go yep. check
1: that out. No disrespect. We I just totally forgot what it was called. But I think it's all called Up in Smokes. But um okay. But go check out that that interview real quick. But he was big like yo my friends now, the people that I came up with in the music, they're all millionaires, right? And we we continuously hear that, that kind of cadence as far as like, yo, the people that I came up with, the, my team, like, they're all millionaires. And if they're not, I'm not successful, right? So Fat Joe may have already, even back then, thinking a very boss standpoint of, you know what? Let's make him big. Let's make him huge in the culture, which then brings back opportunities for us. When when Pun was, you know, was alive and at his prime, you know, he had, uh, he put Terror Squad on his back. He had his, um, he, he made a group of it and everything. And each album that came out, you know, clearly because of his, his uh his death he only had two albums but he had that and then he had the Terror squad album he was on features and Fan joe and not to make it about money but got paid off of all of that right and in which i believe that's why uh there was even some beef between him and the family but not to get into that It's it's really about big picture at that point. It's really about let me put my pride and my ego aside kind of vibe and understand that there's a bigger goal. And if the bigger goal is to be millionaires and billionaires at one point, let's put the person who is undeniable with talent, undeniable with the skills, put him up front. I could come in the back end. Right. I got. All we need is the doors open. All we need is that is you know as we always say, the seat at the table, right? We need to be in the elite uh field, and then I'll come back and as we see, fat Joe has come back. lean back came out after pun um what's another one what's the the um all the way up after pun after his his um, tax situation after he went to jail, right? So I think it just takes a real big like, what is the end goal? What is yeah, truly good. the the point of all of this? And if you are the better one, I'm going to make you point. Hmm. I'm still, I'm still getting, uh, I'm still getting rebounds for you. Don't get it twisted. I'm yeah, still very yeah. needed in this but I'm making you point and you're going to get us to the chip.
2: Mm, That's genius. I like that. I like that. No, super respect. I mean, at the end of the day, not everyone has that type of discipline, but, and and I'm not, I'm not like a naive I'm not a, let me say that. I'm not a pessimistic person, Mm -hmm. but I do recognize that there can only be number one, number one. Right. Right. Like I recognize that too. Like I'm like, okay, so, like, in reality, you can build on your own or you can join the winning team kind of thing. So, like, I, I, I can see that. But I like how you put it, though, because it's true. Like, there are certain situations where you got to be able to step aside and both humbly and strategically say, you know what? This is the right move, right? If If not for today, but definitely for tomorrow, I can see how I can create some benefit and also do a good thing. For the culture, and for the community, so yeah, that's smart. Definitely, it's uh, a good way that you put that.
1: You know, I try once in a while. I try once in a while.
2: That was good. That was um,
1: good. But uh, this next clips, the next two, um, I am a huge, uh, huge fan of this individual, right? And um, how he is on social media is super unique, right? And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Wallow. If you don't follow him, you will after this, right? So I was sitting down like the, He has to have a formula. There has to be a reason. My man was in prison for 20 years, 20 years and came wow. on social media blazing. It it. Like I, I, I felt like all 20 years, even though probably the internet and and social media wasn't even that popping when he first came, he's like, yo, I'm just studying how this is really happening. So, um, recently he went on Inky's podcast. Shout out to Inky. Right. Uh, Serendipity with Inky e. Johnson, which is also on the Residence uh, Network. I don't know if I said that right, but the podcast network. Oh, it's
2: good. It's good. Hey, Let it hey, I tried. I tried. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? I tried. I, say, I always say that wrong. Uh, lis- new listeners, I say that word wrong all the time. Okay. So um, he did an interview with Ink and uh, pretty much broke down the uh, whole social media formula.
0: People love the human connection of regular stuff. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, damn, okay, the regular pupil winning. So as I'm studying social media at the time, I'm like, me personally, I got a message because even when I was in prison, I used to walk around, talk, I used to talk, speak to groups in prison and all that type of stuff. I said, damn, I got to compete with the stripper,
2: Mm. rapper, Mm.
0: the dope boy, the athlete on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing the, doing the research, the average attention span is seven seconds and all that stuff. Yeah. I said, all right, I got something for them. So I said, I had to battle for attention on the timeline. When I come down this timeline, mm. I got, I'm going to be jumping off a roof. I'm going to be running across the highway because the first thing you're going to say, yo, this is crazy. Well, <laughs> stop. But when you stop I'm off the roof and then I give you some information about putting God. the work in before the celebration, now you're like, Oh he got
1: that was good. Hmm. So this is that was so good. That that
2: That's what's up. Yeah.
1: To really observe that is amazing, right? So if you didn't catch it, if you didn't catch it, um Wallow was doing a lot of research before jumping in the scene. That's one of the first things you should do before you which may be too late for some right but before you start your brand on social media before you get on any new social media platform do your research right he researched what was happening he realized that people still want that human connection still want to know that you're a person and we really rock with real people real authentic people right so And then he was aware of how engagement and views go. He was like, yo, the attention span ain't there. Shoot, I, I got to figure out something in the very, very front. What a lot of people tend to do is that they say a whole story and then they'll get the point at the end. I think everybody has seen... uh I, I'm exaggerating, but when I was five, you know, I've I've always desired to be a speaker. And then, you know, at seventeen, my dreams went away because my mommy told me I couldn't do it. Blah blah blah. Now I'm a speaker and I'm making thousands of dollars. And da-da. yo, tell me that part at, in the front. You would have caught my attention at your what the point of this is instead of leaving it at the end. And so he realized that, and he was like, "Yo, let me do something crazy to get your attention." And now I'm pouring into you, and you got you're already hooked. You're like, okay, this, this is pretty dope. And if you've seen Wallow's uh videos, my man comes from like garbage cans, off the roofs, from the car, <laughs> everything like that. And he'll come with crazy energy and a really dope message. You're just so captivated because you're like, where is this man coming from? Where why are you all the way two miles? And then the camera's right. Why isn't it closer? Right? right. So, just even that particular strategy of how are you going to get people's attention in the f- first five, seven seconds is very important to understand that, yo, my engagement's going to go up. My views are going to go up because I'm giving them the point and the value or some type of entertainment to really keep you there. And then I'll give you the point of this. And you kind of love me afterwards. You like, oh, yeah. yo, he or she did this. That's dope. I, you know what? Bump it. I'm a follow. Bump. I'm a comment that was pretty dope. So w- I truly, truly love how Wallow broke that down and how Wallow was just so observant of it mm-hmm. in such like before he was on social media, yeah. before he was really doing this.
2: Yeah, yeah. I will say my favorite ones of him are definitely when he's out in the rain. You know, like, and it's just pouring rain. No excuses. Content still needs to come out. Yeah, and he's still making it work. Those are definitely my favorite clips of him. But, no, I will say what I I appreciate about what he said, though, is that he didn't shy away from what he saw to be his opportunity because nobody was doing it at the time. Like, outside of him, I don't know that anybody else is doing that type of entrance, right? Now... I think it's unique because a lot of us, you know, when you tell somebody like, hey, make sure before you enter the space that you do your research, a lot of people are doing that. And they're probably catching a glimpse of something, which could be their opportunity to enter, but they don't do it because they're like, oh, but nobody else is doing it. My friend, that's the point. <laughs> like, had had everyone else been doing an intro like Wallow, well, his entrance wouldn't be so unique. So we give a lot of props and credit to him today. And obviously it shows in the amount of influence and growth that he's had in, in a very short time period because he saw something as an opportunity and he actually acted on it. So again, just wanted to add that. Like, yo, if you see something and you're hesitant because you're not seeing anyone else doing it, that's the point. That's the point. So like, don't let the, the rarity of what you're thinking about scare you away from it. Like, You should try it because of that reason.
1: I'm just saying, pay attention. Pay attention to the influencers on social media. They will break it down to the T of why they came up with this concept. I love Wallow. Look, let me let me shoot my shot real quick. Hold Come on, on hold on. Uh, Wallow. Uh, you yeah. know Nick. Hi, Nick. Right. Maybe pass this on to him or whatever. Uh, we have episode fifty coming up. And would love to have you on Nikki and Moose to break down uh, this social media formula you just said on Inky's podcast. But we probably want a little bit more detail and how you've became your own media company just through your phone. I just want to say that. I'm shooting my shot. Episode 50. Everybody go tag Wallow right now. Send it to a person who may know Wallow. However you want to do this. uh, At Wallow 267. Just, you know, just. Play work, I mean, Come on. Might, might Come work. On. but we're not done. We got one more, um, and this is for people who uh, may have an idea, a product or a service, and then want other people to believe that it works. But how?
0: What I did was I went to these businesses, and I just did it for free to get my proof of concept. I had to get, listen, I had to show you, I had to have some proof so I could take the proof of concept and be able to say, when you go on my page and then be able to say, oh my God, or just be able to say, Tom might be like, oh my God, i seen that, uh, that, that commercial you did
1: at that rib Shack. Mm. I want one of them. How much? And I got that clip just because we have to prove that it works. Yeah. Right? And, and sometimes we have to, sacrifice and do it for free to get that proof c is always big on the whole you know masters have proof right it's so much easier to sell an idea right which i'm always big on saying ideas are just like you selling clouds there's nothing really concrete there is no but with proof it starts to become a little bit more concrete. You're like, okay, this is going to work. I you know what? I will pay you so you could talk about us on our on your social media, on your podcast because I seen when you do do that what it does. How much engagement yeah. it gets. How how what the reach is. You know, how many people are converting from that, right? And and that's just once again, the power of influence. We may have to call this thing the power of influence. You know what I mean? We may have to, may have to call this podcast power of influence. But that's the whole point of power. He understood, yo, I'm going to grab your attention. Based off the first clip, I'm going to grab your attention. And then with that attention, I'm going to show you and talk to you about all the stuff that I got going on. Right? I'm going to talk about these local companies. I'm going to talk about this car dealership. I'm going to talk about this restaurant. And because I'm already got you locked in and because I've poured into you with uh, the other messages, my influence is going to now kick in. And you're going to want what I say and people find value in that. That's yeah. why you hear all about these different brand deals and collaborations, because the power of influence is truly real. Right. It. I mean, people are going to uh, want to just execute Shirt uh com. I think mm-hmm. it's dot. Go to grindgear. Yummy? Know I mean? Go to grindgear. Shout out to grindgear. You know, um, people are gonna want the shirt, right? Because they see see me wearing people are gonna question what's extreme execution because you're wearing the shirt, right? Talk see about it. it. Yummy. Know I mean? Um 18 teenspiers.com slash certify. Um, but hey. hey, but understanding that when we have an idea, when we have maybe even a product or service, there is going to be a part where we're going to have to give that for free. There's going to sure. be a part where we, and and don't take it as, yo, I'm giving out free stuff. You're serving the people. And in the means of serving the people, you're collecting data, right? With that data, then you can convert it into actual uh, money because data is so important for these companies and these brands.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah and, and and I I do believe that if you think about it nobody's going to pay you to be a part of your experiment. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to pay you and feel like they're a, they're a part of your test product, you know, like like you're experimenting on them. Right. So if you really are in that phase because hey, there there is a phase where even the Apple iPhone was in the research and development stage, right? Mm-hmm. But but Apple wasn't trying to sell the phone to people at that time. Right? right? Like I was listening to uh, uh we talked about that interview with Ryan Leslie and he was talking about like, yo, know, they had this concept from the very beginning, but they had it had to roll it out slowly so that the consumer can adapt to, right? Just like actually getting used to that much information or that much usability into the phone. Mm-hmm. So, my point is even with some of the biggest products, there is a point where they are testing it out. But they're not trying to get their consumer or the customer to pay for it. So if that's where you're at, that's cool. But don't expect people to pay to be a part of your experiment. So, yeah, I think it's brilliant. And again, like when you when you think about how some of these people have accomplished their success, it really is like simple, fundamental concepts. You know, like it's, it's really cool. And It's like, man, it's, you'll be surprised at how how much when simple things are practiced. And execute it on a daily basis. Like, you'll be surprised how that can really flip into a big thing. So I think that's what you're seeing here, you know, with Wallow. And, um, yeah, man, hopefully we'll see you here on episode 50, man. We're coming up right around the corner. So uh, come, uh, come and hang out with us virtually, you know? <laughs> Just saying.
1: But even the proof of concept um, goes with free trials, too. So don't feel Absolutely. don't feel like you have to give that all away for free for so long. You can Mm -hmm. create a deadline and be like, hey, I'm gonna do this for a certain amount, free trial, and then I'll I'll charge a card. Hear me?
2: Yeah, seven (laughs) days, whatever it is. Absolutely. Right.
1: So, uh, with a slight plug of All Access Squad is free for three days. All right? Mm-hmm. All Apple 21. Podcast listeners, uh, go join. Go try that out. All Access Squad. You get access to the after show, which is pretty much all the thoughts, the real thoughts, and a little bit um, tangible strategies, right, from me and Moose. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. go try that out. But uh, this was good. This was good. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's I like flow. this one yeah, I'm looking at the time I'm like yo we're in over an hour like easy right? Yeah.
1: right I was like uh, I honestly thought that we may have struggled today like I said we'll talk about this in the after show how these episodes always get uh, formulated is the most hilarious thing but we're here uh, shout out to everybody on YouTube shout out to everybody on the podcast audio world we appreciate you we love you Every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 PM Central, uh, three hours back five. E- five. There we go. Five West Coast time, uh, YouTube Live. Go check us out. It's always a vibe. This is where how, how would you define that? How would you define the Tuesday joints?
2: Yeah, so we really talk, we focus on the the person and the personal brand, right? Like we we notice that there is a You are the most important part of your personal brand. So we try and focus on that part of it uh, on Tuesdays, right? Where it's really more of like a professional development kind of day where we tackle the things that could stop you from getting to whatever your success would look like. So that's what, as we create the content for Tuesdays, that's what we have in mind going into it.
1: So check that out. Please. But you already know what time it is. Moose final words
2: yeah i read something this week man that said that the most important conversation you have is the conversation you have with yourself So i'm saying as you go out into this week yo be kind to yourself all right extend extend yourself some grace really give yourself an opportunity to like not be so hard on yourself because at the end of the day that's the most important conversation to have so uh have a good conversation with yourself